Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Event Industry News podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Visit by GES, our smart event solution partner. For more information on Visit by GES and its smart event solutions, go to visit.ges.com. So a very good morning, afternoon, or evening to our podcast followers, uh, wherever or whenever you may be tuning into this episode from. Don't forget to stay up to date with all of the latest content from Event Industry News by downloading the Event Industry News app, available for all the major mobile devices. You can also follow what's happening and get your opinions to us via Twitter using at Event News Blog. So, on today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be looking at how technology is evolving the catering experience at events. We've looked at various types of event technology on the podcast over the last uh, couple of years, but, but specifically this area is, is something that's developing and we've got some great guests on today's show that are going to be telling us how that technology works and how it's being deployed. Um, first of all, we're going to welcome to the podcast Oliver White, Head of Customer Success at Priya Day. Oliver, thanks very much for, uh, for joining us. Thanks very much for having me. And, uh, and also on the line today, Ben Fowler, Bar Manager at The Brewery, one of London's leading event venues. Ben, thanks very much for joining the podcast. My pleasure. Um, I think uh, the, the best start point for today, I suppose, is, is with you, Oliver. Um, by identifying, first of all, what Priya Day is um, as a service, as a, as a platform, as a piece of technology. If you tell us a little bit about what it is, and I think that will lead nicely into looking at how this technology is, is having a really big impact on the events industry at the moment. Of course. So uh, we've been around for five years, and uh, we found a bit of a tension within the food and drink market that um, around 92% of uh, event goers uh, have a smartphone, have a smartphone, and the ability to place an order from it. And considering that they can book taxis, book flights, order takeaways, uh, then using that in an event space uh, would be a no-brainer. However, we found that only around four percent of venues uh, had any ability to leverage this. And the real kicker that added a sense of urgency was a hundred percent of people hate queuing. We might be the best in the UK, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we enjoy it. And uh, so we saw from both the customer side as well as from the venue's perspective uh, areas that could be improved. Obviously, from the customer's perspective, you know, if you could be, uh, you know, missing an opportunity to actually be doing what you wanted to do uh, with your friends and family when you're in the venue, that you know, no one comes to a place to queue, uh, mm -hmm. and so there's potential for poor customer experience. Um, and then from the venue side, it's not only the risk of poor customer experience, but often missed revenue opportunities that often if customers do see queues, we constantly see statistics coming around that, uh, you know, uh, if, if a queue is five people long, the sixth person won't join. So it's all that, you know, unknown uh, missed revenue as well. Uh, sure, yeah. So, so what we've gone and done is uh, created an, what we call an e-commerce platform allowing any venue that serves food or drink uh, to offer their own app and online ordering service. And so uh, we're entirely white label. What we like to do is uh, enable some of the uh, really amazing uh, brands and venues uh, to launch their own unique service. And so we work kind of across any uh, uh, very many different verticals, such as uh, like the Barbican and Royal Opera House for pre-ordering interval drinks, the Viva Stadium for ordering uh, your halftime drinks, and then we're at XL London for um, 
uh, stand caterers. And uh, so we find ourselves in a lot of different markets, but we were especially excited uh, with the brewery uh, because we uh, uh, know them very well. They're just around the corner from our office. Um, a lot of our team have uh, attended a lot of the events. And so it was really good to see that we work best as being enablers for the kind of venues who have that vision, that we work best of just kind of paving the way uh, for them. And so uh, what uh, they wanted to do, I mean, which uh, Ben can explain a bit further, was uh, you know, is something that we have been on our minds for for a while, and uh, which uh, we're really keen to have uh, been kicking off. Well, at that point, then I think it, it, perfect opportunity to bring um, to bring Ben uh, into into the conversation. Ben, um, I suppose that let's start by by talking through the actual process as a, that, that a customer would actually experience when using this technology. Um, if you talk us through a sort of step by step how they access it first of all, and then how they use it, and then what it does, and what you get as a as a venue, um, and then once we've um, once we've identified that, we can perhaps look a little bit at the whys um, as to, to why you brought the technology on board in the first place. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> basically, uh, the client would go on, the guests would go online or on the, the app on their phones, and they would uh, go to the main page of the brewery, um, uh, Prio Day app. And they'd just order, go through the menu and order for their event, really. Um, then the order would come through to me. We would prepare the order, and then on the day they come to the to the brewery, we um, would have it ready for them. So they can literally, so they can do this quite far in advance. How far in advance is that? Is that possible at the moment? <clears throat> it's different for each event. So every event's um, completely different here because it's a pro we're a private event space. So um, each event is completely different to well, not completely, but you know. Quite separate to each other. Um, sure. So some will have in on the um, on the on the site for six months in advance. Some will come up only two months before beforehand. And they can using the service. They can they can uh, go right down into you know what time they would like their order or, or, or their specific time. So that I suppose it varies from event to event. Where some events will have specific lunch times, for example, but other events yeah. may be working on a more flexible level. Yeah, exactly. Um, at the minute, we're kind of playing with it as a kind of one use. Um, so we're using it for the the table drinks um, for each if we have evening meals. So mm -hmm. we have reception drinks. Uh, they can decide if they want the drinks for the reception part, the drinks beforehand, uh, or the table drinks. Um, further down the line, we'll be experimenting with different types of events and having um, ordering all throughout the event through the app. But for now, it's just we're just uh, keeping it to the to the basic table service events. Uh, at this point, Oliver, um, what what I'd like to do is maybe go a few stages back um, and and perhaps identify how and why uh, the platform was developed in the first place. Uh, whose idea was it, and what it was it a light bulb moment that somebody had whilst they were in a venue themselves and thought, "Hang about, we could um, we could do something a lot better here." Yeah, well, I, um, I could give you two versions. I could give you the, uh, the mythical version and then the real version. Uh, the mythical version is a lot more fun. Of uh, the you know the team's in a very busy bar, and then all of a sudden it's uh, the it CEO's round of drinks, and he turns to the bar queue and he sees that um, oh gosh, I'm going to have to you know endure 15, 20 minutes uh, where when everyone else is sitting down, and uh, if only there was a way to deal with this. So it came with a genuine problem. Uh, I think the, the more realistic was it was more of a gradual uh, 
progression where, as I mentioned before, those statistics where there was an obvious uh, gap in the market. So it was definitely a mixture of um, of uh, frustration, but also an, an awareness. So, uh, for example, a lot of the um, uh, a lot of the original team came from uh, kind of internet banking, where mm -hmm. data is obviously the the key core goal. A lot of our team came from the retail industry as well, which we see almost I think you know at least a generation or two ahead of the hospitality industry. And I think a lot of it is the nature of the hospitality industry that such since uh, they're dealing such in you know real time uh, or kind of. I mean, the brewery is almost a unique case of you know having to uh, book events kind of six months to almost a year ahead. But yeah. often it's a lot more of a kind of you know within an uh, an hour time frame rather than you know kind of a week time frame. And so, what we were doing is we saw that this industry needed a bit of an update in terms of you know offering the data that previously wasn't available, while also dealing with a real problem that you know everyone on the team has now. You know, had 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 experienced as well. So yeah. it was definitely a growing concept. The one thing that we've uh, uh, definitely experienced or have been pleasantly surprised is how how broad that reaches of how much of a need it is. So we've found ourselves in a new industry almost every other month, uh, <laughs> from you know hospitals to uh, kind of takeaways to. I mean, our big reply to all these things is why not. That uh, what we do is we've got the visionary clients like the brewery who uh, you know tell us where they want to go. Uh, but Ben's uh, brought up a very valid point of uh, really kind of starting up off on the on the first stage, then seeing where the feedback is and then growing it from there. Because the one thing we found is that it's uh, uh, it's a very very fast growing uh, you know industry and world. And the big thing we want, we built our platform on is adaptability. And uh, yeah. kind of seeing where they take it, and then growing it from there. And and c coming back to you, Ben. Um, yeah. I suppose it's, it's two things that immediately spring to mind. First of all, operationally, this is going to help massively. I'm thinking just from a stock ordering point of view. You know, if you've got pre-orders of drinks and things like that, you're not guessing any longer what what drinks may be purchased on the night or what you may or may not need. I guess that operationally, this is giving you a far clearer picture of of what you will need in stock and and what you'll need for any given event. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many there's so many positives from it in, in terms of stock uh, and also operationally as well. Um, we've kind of we were using a very old system beforehand, and by moving to Prio Day, we've kind of taken about two extra people out of the, the process. So now it's very very easy, very straightforward. I can handle it all on my own. Um, and then we've got, like you say, the stock control very visible, um, which is going to be great in the future as well because then we have a database of all the stock records and trends and things like that so it's going to be very useful once that is a year old or, or so um, so yeah it's, it's, uh, it's definitely helpful in, in a lot of ways and that that's actually what you've sort of always preempted the, the the second question that sprang to mind and this comes back to you Oliver is from a data point of view I mentioned about the data that people have built up from from internet banking and things like that and as, as Ben quite rightly points out over a period of time using something like the Prio Day platform users are going to be able to see certain trends in food and beverage purchasing for any given event so if that event repeats mm. comes back to them every year they can see right we pretty much know what we're going to need here and and how things are going to work and financially that's going to give them better control as well as a venue mm. well it's really cool because I mean um, we're already seeing uh, 
since these menus are live and uh, they can be bespoke down to the event, so for example, with a lot of uh, multi-events venues, uh, we see them already bespoking the, if it's a comedy night, they put the beers near to the top, if it's a classical music night, they put the wine near to the top. <laughs> The uh, end goal for that, which we are working towards, because we're constantly growing and you know relying on the feedback of clients like uh, Brewery to let us know where they want to take it, is that I wouldn't be surprised if there reaches a point where every menu is bespoke to the customer. That um, the whole goal is to make their whole user experience as easy as possible. So we already have the functionality that they can uh, reorder their drinks, uh, which will be very, very, uh, have a very positive impact when a uh, brewery looks at, you know, real-time table ordering as a next mm. step. Um, so, for example, we're already at uh, the race courses like the Jockey Club, like Epsom and Sandown, where, yep. I guess to put it lightly, you could do scheduled alcoholism if you wanted to, where you can plan <laughs> out your whole day of drinking. Um, but it's just, it's the same thing as well. If you're, if you're at a table and, uh, you know, you see that your bottles are running low, Makes it a lot easier just to do two taps on the button and uh, to get you know the the next round in rather than trying to have to flag down a, a waiter, especially if you're in the middle of a great story. You know, just going back to the actual functionality of it and what a customer and a user would actually experience when uh, when they go onto the to the app. Um, ben, you mentioned that that they would access the service via the brewery's own platform. Is is this a dedicated app? For the purposes of pre-ordering, or is the pre-order service built into the brewery's, you know, native venue app? Um, so, well, the way I understand it, we have we have a dedicated brewery app that you can download from the Apple Store or any wherever you download from. Um, that that is just for the brewery, and then the there is an online version that is linked to our website, which mm -hmm. um, is the same thing. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's just a dedicated brewery one. And, and Oliver, this this works sort of as very much like other um, sort of event apps and event technology, where yeah. it's just APIs. Whether the pre-order system integrates then with somebody's existing venue app, is that right? You're right. So um, our whole goal is the ordering process, um, and uh, for um, a, a lot of them, it's it's kind of a it's a very much a means to means to an end. And so uh, stat that we very proud of is that 76% um, of customers who download our app go on to make a transaction. Market mm -hmm. average is around 2 or 3%. Uh, and so there's a real kind of almost monomaniacal uh, goal there uh, of getting the customer to almost spend a little time on the app, place their order, and then get on with it. Uh, well, get on with what they were meaning to do. However, mm -hmm. we, do, we, we are able to actually uh, embed our ordering process uh, within a pre-existing app who forgot uh, if they wanted to have any additional functionality like uh, ticketing. Uh, so we've teamed up with the Ticketmaster, so already across Europe you can, same time you know you order tickets, you can pre-order your food and drink, similar to like an airline right. process. Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking at parking uh, as well. Um, and uh, so it is possible and it's very much that our whole goal is to be as flexible as possible and so it's about adapting to, for example, the brewery's needs and seeing, you know, uh, trying to uh, pave way to their goals. And as a user, Ben, um, as, as, a, as a client, when the orders come through to you, how do you access those and, and, and how do they appear? Um, so it's really simple. You basically you have the portal uh, that you can go through as the as the kind of uh, user of the of the the designer of the app, and you go through and you click on orders, and then they appear there. 
just in a list. Then you can just uh, print them from there or uh, use them online. It's all very, very straightforward, right there in front of you. And and when you when we look at uh, the customization that's available, Oliver, from a branding point of view, um, if you what level of services there from you guys in terms of helping a venue to fully brand up the service if they need that so, because venues differ greatly some venues have great you know internal tech teams and IT teams that will be quite savvy with this um, yeah. other, other other venues who identify immediately that they could use this technology may want you to do that for them is that, is that something that's possible and how would that process work yeah in terms of the uh, the branding side I mean firstly we very much like being B2B rather than B2C and so our we like promoting the venue's own brands as well. Um, I mean, you you hit on a good uh, well in terms of the branding side of it. That the entire app icon, their splash screen, the whole flow is under the brewery branding. You have the ability of adding images and any allergen requirements as well. Uh, but you hit on a good point there that it's um, it's actually the marketing of the service which is one of the most important aspects of a successful app launch. And so. Mm. My job uh, and uh, within the customer success team is to uh, ensure that it's uh, as, as big a hit as possible and it's often things around it. So it's on the operations side of understanding from Ben's point of view of how he and his team would manage the orders and try and catalyze that or try and make it as fluid as possible, but also the marketing of, kind of how to effectively get out, get the word out there. We've got a really strong team to, for example, if, if need be, help with uh, signage, any designs, uh, give advice on e-coms and social media, so that you know it's as big a splash as possible. And and I, I guess that it will vary greatly from event to event, but presumably when you take on a new client or, or a user like the brewery is working on a new event, do they have to give you the menu information, for example, for, for a particular event ahead mm. for you to then program, or is that something that they can actually update and program themselves? So it's it's yeah, it's on it's on two things. Our, first thing is we try and get our venues to uh, be able to hit the ground running. So we mm. we help set up the initial menu and then the uh, next three months worth of events. But one of our big goals is to make the uh, ability to update and manage your service as easy and as fluid as possible. We like to consider it as similar as managing a Facebook or a Twitter account, uh, and so uh, that it's uh, it's easy to add any uh, new events, to add any uh, update, any more menus. Uh, but our goal is that uh, that during the whole training and the onboarding service, uh, uh, the, the client has a dedicated account manager, so that on their first night they uh, should already be uh, quite comfortable with using the service. Uh, we do have a, a strong support network as well. Uh, but our whole goal is that it's it just becomes part of the routine rather than you know uh, having to be a back and forth uh, kind of thing. Uh, as a customer um, using using the service and using the app, um, Ben, I, I presume you you know you'll be really really familiar with with both ends of the operation. You'll you'll have looked at it as a user and um, and as a as a venue. Um, yeah. Push notifications. Do, 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 do users actually get notifications about their pre-order? So as it gets closer to the event itself, will they be alerted to remind them that they have done this, where to collect it from, what they've ordered, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? So my understanding of the whole process is that you can have a being prepared 
coming to you and then delivered uh, section of, of notifications, whereas okay. we don't really want, need that because it's uh, they're ordered, they turn up, and then it's there on the table. <clears throat> so we kind of split, we we miss the middle bits out and just go for the your order is has come through, see you at the event type of thing. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I believe there is, there are a lot more options to to for more notifications at each stage of the process. Sure, uh, if yeah. I'm not wrong. Um, I mean, Oliver, perhaps you could expand on that because, you know, maybe referencing some of the other venues that you guys work with, um, how does that sort of alert process work for the user if they have placed an order using the app? So it really varies down down to the venue uh, that often what, we, we're, what we're really proud of is that all the venues use our platform in a slightly different way. And so we do have the push notification uh, technology available. Uh, and uh, as Ben pointed, since most of these are kind of pre-orders, that there isn't uh, so much of a need for an aspect. We do work with, a, for example, a lot of music venues. Um, and you know, if you're in a rock concert, that if you place an order, if you want to place an order from your phone and don't want to turn your back on the uh, band for too long, you can then get a push notification of when the order is ready, and then you just uh, you could turn around and go and pick it up. Okay. We, likewise, with a lot of coffee places, so we work with Benugos and a lot of uh, office uh, uh, environments where you have you know, ASAP ordering, where obviously you need a bit more of that interaction. Because uh, yeah. obviously the other thing to be aware of with push notifications is that uh, you'll only receive a push notification if you accept it on your phone yeah. uh, and if you've actually been ordering from your phone. Uh, if, you, if you order online, you, it'll be sent as an email. and uh, it's about kind of, you know, uh, there's a few open variables about that. But just to emphasize what Ben's done very, and the brewery on the whole have done very well is uh, stage it out because it's not only a new process uh, system for the customers, but also for the venue and the staff. And then it's about kind of seeing, you know, uh, okay, once we've got there, where do we want to expand to next? What kind of functionality do we want to use? Um, ben, um, next thing to, to ask you involves the the liaison between yourself as the venue and the event organisers that are actually bringing their events to your venue. Um, presumably the, the event organisers will be in communication with their customers through their own websites, through their own social media platforms, even through their own event dedicated event apps. Um, yeah. how, how easy has it been to communicate this particular service with your event clients and how have they been able to communicate that this is available to their own customers? Um, it's been quite quite simple so far. We haven't had any hiccups yet. Um, so we were just each each client has a sales uh, representative in our, from our sales team, and obviously <laughs> they they interact with them throughout the the process of setting up the event. Um, so they once the event is set up on the Priode app, they are sent a code, which is then used um, as the code that the guests will recognise their event when they have a list of the events um, on the app or on the um, on the website, <clears throat> and then basically they just go through there, and they should recognise the date and obviously know that that's their event. Um, what I am a bit nervous about in the future is that we have some events that have been coming here since before I was born. Um, so the repeat clients moving from the old process that they're used to to this new process mm -hmm. should should be quite interesting. But I, I don't really think there'll be many problems. Just maybe a few teething. Things with the, kind of getting them on the internet, I guess, because some of them might be 
It's 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 a good point. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is it is a good point, Oliver. You were nodding in agreement there, and and I guess you, yeah. going outside of the brewery, you'll have had this this exactly same conversation with other venues like Excel that have had customers coming since the day they opened in two thousand. Yeah, as in it's a um, it's it's a it's a good scenario. So what one thing that we want to emphasise is that. Um, App and online ordering is is here to solve a problem. It's not just kind of there to be, you know, just for the sake of it. Uh, especially because there are so many apps out there. So we very much like to see it as a means to an end. And also in terms of, you know, uh, we're aware that certain populations uh, might take a bit longer to adapt to it. The interesting thing we found is that the younger demographic uh, are obviously, you know, more tech savvy and you know, uh, early adopters of the service. But they're also a bit more fickle, uh, and they also don't, you know, spend as much. Um, and uh, what we found, or been pleasantly surprised, is that the app and the online ordering service really comes into the own, its own when the older uh, generations start getting into it. So, for example, we have been we have ninety-five year old Duchesses using the service at the Royal Opera House. Uh, we're at the English National Opera. We're at the Birmingham Town Hall Symphony Hall. We're at the National Opera and Ballet in Amsterdam. That for some reason, uh, the uh, events more generally associated with uh, older generations, uh, they are being a lot more receptive to the app and online ordering service. And we think it's because they they like having their nights locked in, uh, yeah. that they don't want to have kind of well, should we go for you know around somewhere else, or you know what if you know uh, things open up? If and this is a really exciting thing. Of the brewery having you know events up to you know six months in advance, because we have already for a lot of other venues we've already been getting orders for Christmas um, yeah, and places yeah. like that, and it's it's because they like being more organised. They don't like having the open variables, and this is why web ordering is quite effective as well. Because if uh, you know you have a few more app phobic uh, uh, users uh, who maybe slightly older. And the website is a much more fluid process, and our whole mm -hmm. goal is ease of use. We don't try and you know take a huge amount of information from them. We ask for the minimum details for them to place an order, which is you know their email and the uh, card details. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, this is the direction we're going to be uh, you know moving towards. But Ben is very right that of his, it's it's often an adapting process. And so the big goal is to get them to use it once, see that it works, and then you know spread the word organically. And and um, uh, another another sort of clear uh, obvious scenario to me um, uh, in terms of business events. So whether that may be a conference or a trade exhibition, people who are going to these events now, there's such a, a demand on their time. You know, people are not spending two or three days at a trade exhibition like they would 20 years ago. They might take one day out of the office, blitz it, do as much as they can, so that they're not away from their day-to-day -day, uh, operations too too long. So anything that ultimately makes that day more productive, i.e. not having to queue you know, ages mm. for, for, for coffees or refreshments or lunch or whatever that may be, I see mm. as something that certainly the business events could, could jump on quite heavily. Yeah, so that's a big one at XL London, the exhibition centre uh, who use us for that stand delivery of um, often, you know, you have people preparing a year in advance for, you know, three or four days of stands. That mm. that 20 minutes that you would have to run to get, you know, your lunch is, is, is crucial you know, valuable time. 
and the same as a similar scenario in brewery with you know a lot of uh, corporate events as well. That um, especially if you're entertaining guests, uh, it's a well, it's a win-win. That firstly you're not losing time of having to you know try and get the next round in, and secondly you're you know impressing the guests with uh, this new savvy service, uh, which you can uh, which you can show them as well. So it's what we want to do is try and enhance everyone's experience, and especially you know if especially if you're entertaining clients. Uh, ben, um, since since deploying the service, if, if that's the right term, and, and using it at the moment, as you said, just for, for drinks um, purposes and drinks pre-ordering at events, yeah. um, how have you gathered feedback from event organizers, from their actual guests themselves? Um, have you done that via the app, via social media platforms, or, or have you actually you know, talked to people firsthand that have used it to find out how they've got on? Um, well, interestingly enough, we actually only just launched a few weeks ago, so we're in the very uh, early stages. Um, but so far, the clients have all taken it quite well. They've all taken up onto it quite nicely. They all seem interested by it, and it yeah seems to be going in a positive direction. Um, the one thing that is definitely a positive for for us at the brewery is, um, like someone mentioned earlier, it's kind of control and kind of forecasting. And what's great is also it, it opens up a lot more interesting kind of options. So instead of instead of being kind of restricted by a certain menu, a certain certain beers, certain types of drinks, you can actually put them on on offer. Something interesting, maybe a bit maybe interesting cocktails or different mm. drinks you can get, and mm. you don't have to worry about any waste involved or any kind of overbuying, um, sure, because yeah, by the yeah. time the event comes, you have. A list of exactly how many, how many of these crazy new cocktails you're going to do, um, so you can prepare completely for it. And it's um, so so far, um, on the the amount we've actually been using it, it's been a great success. And I, I guess that there then it's 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 not having to strike that that balance of of risk against creativity so if if, if, if the party yeah. want to come up with a, a really creative new new cocktail like you said they don't have to risk buying all the stuff that's necessary for that and then worry about not selling any on any given yeah, night. Yeah exactly and it's also a case of if it does sell really well then you if you didn't have that knowledge prior to the, to the night then you might have sold yourself short and then but on the night if you know that you're going to sell a hundred of these instead you will buy by, by appropriately and won't be able to won't have to disappoint the custom customers. And I, I guess Oliver, as a, as a selling point to, to, to new users, um, the same applies not just for drinks, but it applies for food, doesn't it? If if a if a, a customer of yours wants to you know experiment maybe with some new food options and, and and an expanded menu, they could put these on months in advance to see what the uptake is like, knowing whether or not that you know that they need to they can actually roll with it. You're totally right. Yeah, as in, um, and this is a, I found an amazing stat that um, we launched with a Swedish venue um, in uh, Stockholm called uh, Go to Leon, and mm -hmm. uh, it's a it's a uh, popular theatre where they were, uh, it's it's uh, pre-ordering their interval drinks, and then they had a few uh, uh, food platters, and they had this meat platter. Uh, and uh, before the app and online ordering service, they were serving around three or four. Uh, and uh, I'm just finding the stat now. But that increased with the app and online ordering service to 160 per week. So that showed wow. a 4,000% increase. Jeez. And so um, the big thing that uh, uh, 
Ben will hopefully be seeing at the brewery, which we've seen consistently across all the other venues, is that all these opportunities for upsells and cross-sells. That you have the package. There's, uh, you know, a, for example, a standard drinks package that they knew they were going to get, and then you know you could easily just have a cross-sell saying, by the way, you know, if you ordered this, we've got you know a new seasonal uh, food package that uh, you want to throw in, or you know, uh, have you tried our new uh, line of gin or anything like that? And it's mm -hmm. purely, it's not even you know pushing it down their throat. It's just saying, by the way, this is here if you want it, you know, and it's right next to each other. Because often that's, I mean, this is where we put it down to the meat platter, you know, and it's often these being pleasantly surprised. Of, um, we just thought that if you're in a queue and you, you know, you you want you want the waiter to get it, that for some reason, assembling a meat platter seems like a real insurmountable uh, challenge. Uh, of you say, well, I probably don't have enough time for it. Let's you know forget about that. But often, if you're ordering from home or the comfort of your homes, it's literally just an item right next to each other. And you throw it into the basket and you go, you know, why not? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Ben, going back to this, you mentioned that it's still in its infancy very much um, at the brewery at the moment. But mm -hmm. is, is there um, a, a sort of a, a defined strategy and schedule as to how you would like to increase the use of the service and, and, and which particular events are going to do that? Yeah, without a doubt. So um, the way we, we're doing it now, we're introducing new new packages, new offerings, and new upgrades, like like um, Oliver said, um, where we can say that they're they're going to buy some gin at the reception. Then we can offer uh, some canapes as well, or you know mm -hmm. things like that. So we're going in quite small with the upgrades options, mainly so that we can get completely 100% secure. Uh, safe and, and everything goes perfectly yeah uh, for ourselves for the kind of for the staff that are new to it as well um, get it all done and eventually um, what what's really what's really like positive and hopeful about this this app is that so if we have um, after bars here at the brewery they are normally in different parts of the building to the tables where they've had a dedicated wine waiter talking to them talking through the wines talking through all the process and then they move on to another area of the building where there's five, six hundred people uh, going to the bars to get drinks for the next three hours. Unfortunately, in those situations, um, we don't really get much chance to talk to them very, very much. So obviously, mm. we do it as much as we can, but um, mm. there's just no time. People want to get served. People want, they just want a beer. They just want to walk away. So what yeah. could be really interesting about the Prio Day is the pre-ordering for your after bar, um, we can get, we've got a platform there where we can give them so much more information that we didn't have the opportunity to before. Yeah. Um, so obviously upsell them as much as we, we can, but also give them what they exactly want, what exactly they want. So mm. they'll be, instead of just buying a beer for the sake, for the ease of it, they'll be looking in at the list, they'll be seeing exactly what they like, they'll be seeing that cocktail they like, they'll be seeing that exact specific brand of gin and that they'll be getting what they want and we'll also be selling more which is sure. obviously one of the uh, one of mm. the main targets so yeah That's it's uh, it's got so many uh, options where we can go with this it's quite exciting really 
You're quite right, because people do get into that sort of habit, don't they, that they'll go with what they know rather mm. than exploring. And when it is busy like that, and when they have queued 10 minutes to get to the bar, when they mm. do get there, they will just keep things simple a lot of the time, won't they? They'll order yeah. the beer that they know or the gin and tonic or the vodka and Coke, and they'll have done with it and they'll walk away. Whereas, as, as yeah. you rightly point out, this gives them a chance to explore things in a, in, in a lot greater depth than they would have done. I was just going to say it's the obvious one that if you're at a bar, you're very aware of how many hands that you've got, you know, and that you can only, yeah. uh, you can only you know, hold so many rounds. But obviously if you're uh, pre-ordering it, then uh, that whole concept is a lot less intimidating. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, we're uh, we're getting towards the end of of today's episode, um, uh, but but we should have a bit of quick quick recap. What we've been talking about in today's episode of the podcast is is um, uh, how technology is shaping the catering option uh, events and all different types of events. As as we've heard today from Ben, who is um, who's the bar manager at the brewery in London, um, uh, who are using it for drinks exclusively at the moment. But um, Oliver White from Day been talking to us about how other venues as well. And other clients that they're working with are using it for food and beverage and how it's going to have an impact in a lot of different types of events, anything from exhibitions, conferences, right the way through to award ceremonies, evening, corporate dinners, all sorts mm -hmm. of um, all sorts of events. Um, guys, let's give you the opportunity uh, to, to get some links out there and, and how people can find, uh, find you. Ben, um, if people want to find out more about your venue, where should they go? Uh, so we're on all all um, all the social media. Uh, just the brewery, you'll find us straight away, or just the brewery.co.uk, and you'll find us. Fantastic. And Oliver, any uh, event organisers, event professionals who want to get in touch with Priya Day and, and find out what you guys can do for them, how can they find you? Yeah. So uh, we're likewise on all the social media, um, and they could also go to priyaday.com, go to the contact form, and uh, drop us a line, and we'd be uh, happy to have a chat and hear how we can help you out. Fantastic. Um, guys, thanks very much for joining us. Just to recap, uh, we've been joined today by Oliver White, Head of Customer Success at Priya Day, and Ben Fowler, Bar Manager at The Brewery, uh, one of London's uh, leading event venues. Guys, thanks very much for joining the podcast today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, the podcast is sponsored by Visit by GES, our smart event solution partner. For more information on Visit by GES, head to visit.ges.com. Com. Thanks very much for tuning into the podcast. If you're watching the podcast on eventindustrynews.com, don't forget that you can also download audio versions of the podcast via iTunes. Just search for the Event Industry News podcast. Uh, and if you've got any opinions, anything you want to share with us, head over to Twitter, at Event News Blog is the handle to use. Once again, thank you very much to our guests, and we will see you on the next episode of the podcast. Thanks very much, and goodbye. <laughs>